0: Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling feud. Partnered with Colder Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Making necks. Making necks. Alright, bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I'll need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major, L.A. Lakers. Locks on locks on locks on locks. Locks on locks on locks on locks. I'll need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major, L.A. (laughs) Lakers.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Gambling Feud Podcast, episode 24, Kobe episode for us. We are looking forward to it. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Let's dive right into it. My name is Kyle Comas. You can find me on Twitter at Comdog. And joining me, as always, for episode 24, my cousin and co-host at DJ Lowe, 4422 DJ Looch. DJ, how are we doing today?
2: It's a good day, buddy. It's a good day to have a good day. I'm excited to be on the mic. We finally have a guest picker in the house. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great episode.
1: I'm buck, buckling up and ready to go it's good that we had a guest picker on because I'm sure the viewers at home are tired of just hearing the two of us. They wanted to hear a third person for sure, but it, yeah. it, it's good. We're looking forward to it. Yeah.
2: After, after a couple episodes of just us blabbing, I'd, I'd want to get a guest picker on too. And I mean, this guy, I don't want to spoil the episode, but he's just, he's got some unique experiences and just some funny stuff. So yeah, I'm excited. It should be, should be good. And I can't wait to get to that later
1: in the episode. Yes, sir. So, uh, starting up real, real soon here, DJ, we got, we got the Olympics starting up here. You, uh, I know we talked about a little bit of the last time, you're going to watch a little bit of the Olympics and are you going to bet on some Olympic stuff as well?
2: So I've never bet on the Olympics, but I've never, I mean, it's only every four years, I've only gotten betting lists last like five. Uh, so I've never bet on it, but I'm excited to expand into the betting on the Olympics uh i'm a big olympics guy i think they're they're a good competition uh, i think it's fun i think it brings the country together a little bit and yeah no i'm a, I'm a big olympics guy i mean every four years so you kind of you kind of wait for it a little bit and you get hyped up and it's just a good display of talent and you know patriot patriotism honestly like yeah let's go usa baby
1: i absolutely no i'm for sure getting in on the olympic basketball for sure and just betting all the games like i know um Italy's going to be really solid this year outside of the United States. United States played Spain really, really tough. So they're always really good. I think Luca and Slovenia could make make a little bit of a run. Argentina's always solid. And then you got, you know, the powerhouses, United States, China, and so on. So I'm excited. I'm definitely going to be betting some Olympic basketball for sure. Nigeria is going to be my underdog this season. Yeah. Or this Olympic season, I guess. Because
2: they, I mean – they're just crazy athletic. They showed what they can do against the United States. I'm a, I'm a big Nigeria basketball. I think, I think they're gonna really go off, and I'm I'm definitely gonna bet on them.
1: All right. So there, there you have it. Uh NFL DJ. It's it's all it's almost here. I'm super pumped for the NFL. I'm super pumped to bet. I'm actually gonna attend my first NFL game this year. I'm uh my buddies are we were gonna go last year when uh Tennessee was up in Minnesota, we were gonna go to the Titans and Vikings game because of COVID they didn't allow fans so I had to watch it and my my roommate at the time was a big Vikings fan as well so we were actually watching the game in separate rooms he was in his bedroom I was in my bedroom I was yelling when good things were happening he was yelling that bad things were happening it was a a good time I wish we could have done it in person but no we couldn't get that experience last year so another friend of mine is a Steelers fan so we're gonna take all the guys of our group and all the girls are gonna do something else but all the guys in the group are gonna go to the the Vikings and Steelers Thursday night football game up in Minneapolis. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun.
2: That sounds, yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, going to the, that new Viking stadium that, it, wow, I, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome experience. I'm excited for you, bud. And yeah, I love the NFL. I mean, what's not to love it literally your Sundays, you just want to chill and there's nothing better than chilling and watching football all day. Uh, the highest level of football, honestly, Uh, And then you add in the fantasy football aspect and it's literally the best. Like I live for Sundays Uh, and fantasy football. It's just, it's awesome, man. If you don't like fantasy football, whatever, have your own opinion, but I love fantasy football, huge proponent of every Sunday. It literally can make or break your week. If you have a good week, you're just on top of the world for a week. And if you have a bad week, you're just a little down a little bit and you're just hopeful that next week you're going to turn it around. So, I mean, it is, Uh, yeah it's just it's hard to describe fantasy football if you don't play it but if you play it you get it uh and i'm super excited for everything that it brings and yeah i each i just keep thinking each podcast we get a little closer to football a little bit closer to your fantasy draft and a little bit closer to this and that and spring training or not spring training preseason starts soon and i mean yeah i'm hyped man i'm i'm hyped
1: me me too so uh I'm actually uh, me and my brother were co-commissioners of our fantasy football league. We have about 10 different people. I mean, we go all out every single year. We get like a, we, I hate the online drafts personally. I'd much rather do it in person or over zoom where everyone can like say their picks out loud rather than be on their computer. So I love the offline drafts. Now me and my brother, every year, we invite all the people over. We have a draft board. So you can go and like place a sticker next to like the team you took and stuff like that. We have like a podium, with a microphone. So like you can announce your pick to everybody and so on, kind of like the NFL draft. And then every single year, whoever gets dead last in the league has to sing the national anthem the next year at the fantasy football draft. So my brother got dead last this year, so he's going to be the one doing it, but that's just something we do. So I'm looking forward to it. That's
2: awesome. I I love that. I wish I was in a league where, you know, it just, it was like, you know, the show of the league. I just, I love how serious they take it. Um, you know, and I'm I'm definitely like, I understand the logistics of having an online draft. It's a lot simpler. You know, you can have people from eight different states all getting in. Uh, so they, that part is nice. But just to have the camaraderie and the legit, like it's it's your own team, like you're the owner, you're drafting. I mean, everything about it, I'd be hyped. And yeah, that'd be a fun event. So I'm excited. And Brady's singing the national anthem. <laughs> oh, the, man. The, the,
1: fun, the funny thing is, is, so we've been doing this league for – this is going to be our eighth year doing this league. Every single year he's been in the championship except for this year. But, I mean, who did he – he drafted, like, Saquon Barkley, who tours, who uh, obviously got injured for the season. He had Mike Evans. He had a bunch of guys that were just horrible by injuries. But, I mean, he's been in the – champion. and here's the sad thing, DJ. He's been in the championship every single year, but this year he has one league championship. Ooh, that's – He loses the championship every year. The first year he beat me. And then a few years ago, I got my revenge and I beat him. So I do have a league championship myself, not to brag or anything. I, okay, for for, uh, mini ran here. I hate people that live and die off of like, I won a fantasy football championship like five years ago or whatever. Nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares, dude. Like, nobody cares about your team last year. Like, Uh,
0: it's all about the present.
1: Yep.
2: And like, unless it's someone in the league, like who cares? Like even like you said last year, like if you're not in the league, I don't care, dude. If I was in that league, I would have beat you know. That's what you think. Like I'd hope everyone would think the same, you know. And fantasy football is the perfect mix of like flukiness and skill, because uh, you can get fluky and auto draft the team and somehow make it to, uh, you know, the the championship. Uh, But at the same time, I definitely think there's skill involved. And I think over time, the better players will win more often. Uh, But there's so much flukiness. And like you said, you take Saquon. I took Christian McCaffrey this last year, and he got hurt. And it it literally, like, I, I managed to get to the playoffs. And then I think I lost first round. And it's just like, I had to stumble. I had to crawl into the playoffs because Christian McCaffrey was my bell cow. When Christian McCaffrey played for me, like, the three weeks he did, I was number one every week in scoring. Cause that's just how, but without him, you're dropping, you know, you're minus 30 points and it's just, he gets the whole team going. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's something else, man. Fantasy football is just its own thing. And oh, I love it. I'm hyped.
1: Can't say that enough. Yes, sir. And we're going to, we're going to try and get something together to do a little fantasy football here in this pod and talk a little fantasy football, maybe even do a fantasy football draft or we'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to that. But me and DJ are pumped for it. So we're definitely going to do something, but Hey, should we dive into the show, DJ? We got a lot of stuff to talk about here. I think.
2: Yep. Yeah. Let's get going, Kyle. Let's let's rock and roll. Uh, I think our takes is first, and I we were I was just talking with the boys at the office about uh, kind of what your take is about. So
1: yeah, why don't you go ahead and lead off, man? What do you got? All right. So th- this is crazy to me. So Aaron Rodgers, apparently, the Packers offered him a contract. That would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. And and the man turned it down. Like he, like, just flat out just the, wants nothing to do with the Packers. So uh, my question is, DJ, what's going on? You know,
2: I think at a certain point, money isn't an object when you've made millions. So sure you're fresh in the league like Patrick Mahomes and someone offers you a max deal. You take that every time you got a, You got a family to worry about. You got, you know, generational wealth right there. Um, but with him, he's already got that generational wealth. And I think he's just displeased with the organization. Uh, I've talked about this before. Small market teams have to cater to their stars, whereas big market teams don't have to do that necessarily because they're big market. A lot of people want to go to good cities, Versus Green Bay, like who the hell wants to live in Green Bay? Who wants to play in minus 20 weather with it snowing out? Not many people, not many people. If you're getting the same offer from L.A. and uh, the, the Dodgers, yeah, not the Dodgers, wow, Woo! Uh, and the Packers, you're, you're going to choose L.A. Like, it's just how it should be. And so I think he's frustrated because, what, they went like the longest time without drafting a receiver in the first round. I mean, they went like multiple years without drafting a receiver. I think Devonta Adams was literally the last receiver they took in the first round. Um, And then there was that great wide receiver class, and they didn't draft the receiver. And I think he was upset. Like, dude, I need weapons. Yeah, I have Devonta Adams. Who's my next target? Who's my next guy? Are you really going to say Alan Lazard? Come on. Like, they just haven't put guys around him, or they haven't drafted to put guys around him. And I can see him getting frustrated. And, you know, he's very marketable. He could go to almost any team. And, yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's kind of a power move by him and kind of him making a statement. But, again, small market teams have to keep those players happy. They just have to. That's kind of how it works. But, yeah, what do you think about it, Kyle?
1: Well, first of all, I got to put my bias out I hate Aaron Rodgers. Like, there, there's no player in the NFL that I dislike more than Aaron Rodgers. So, I'm just going to put that. That bias that. But like you said, DJ, he just – what a slap in the face it was for him whenever uh, the Packers traded up, like, five picks with five teams who didn't need a QB, and they drafted Jordan Love. Like, what a slap in the face to him. And like, and like you said, DJ, like, he had Devontae Adams, and that's it. Like you said, you can say all you want. He had Alan Lazard, but, like, Lazard was just so iffy at times. Like you can't rely on him to make the catch all the time. And yeah, like Devontae Adams is just so good at getting open and stuff like that that it made Rogers look good if like Lazard was like garbage at that stuff like that. Like Rogers be terrible. And it's just shown because Rogers been played for how long and he has one Super Bowl ring. Like I I can understand I can understand his frustration. Now any fan base that has to have that that cancer is gonna is gonna struggle, I think. But uh I I don't disagree with him getting out, but I just think it's crazy that he was going to get paid higher than Mahomes. Mahomes is a major contract and he turned down a contract bigger than Mahomes. I just think that's nuts. But like you, like you said, DJ, do you like on a Sunday night, do you want to play in like minus whatever weather? And, And, and first of all, why don't you, why doesn't green Bay get like a, a stadium for crying out loud in Wisconsin in the winter? Like, I'm done, I'm done. I'm going to rant about it if I, if, I keep going, if, I'm, if I keep going on. But I don't blame Rodgers for getting out, but best of luck to whatever team gets him. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think Wisconsin's just trying to prove they're tough with the outdoor stadium. Like, they take, they almost wear it as a badge of honor. Um, and Rodgers is – I wouldn't say Rodgers is a winner. Um, you know, Tom Brady's got that on him. Like you said, he's, you know, all this hype that he has won Super Bowl. Is part of it the team they built around him? Maybe. Um, talent-wise, do I think Rodgers is debatably a top-five quarterback of all time? Hands down. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I've watched him pick apart some of the best Vikings defenses and just make throws that it's like, dude, that's not possible. How do you do that? Uh, so I think talent-wise, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best. I, I would say top-five to play the game. Winning-wise, not even close. Um he's a, he's a really great talent. I hate him just as much as you, Kyle, but I do respect his ability to play the quarterback position. He's really good at it. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that situation develops and you know, what'll happen. I honestly don't know.
1: And the, and the thing about Rogers is I've, I've kind of grown to hate him because you know, my dad my brother and my sister are Chicago bears fans. Both my roommates were Minnesota Viking fans. So I kind of grown to, to hate the man, but the more I watch him, it's unbelievable how many calls goes his way. And, and and I and I hate to bring the officials into it because they always say that about Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. But it's so blatantly obvious for Rodgers, which makes me hate him that much more.
2: I respect that take. He does get a ton of calls, but Packer fans would be the first to tell you, we didn't get this call. It's a, yeah, it's all bunch of childish when the yeah I hate Packers fans. I can't I can't unbiasedly get to this topic, Kyle. The Packers fans are the worst. Um so I'm just gonna move on. I'm gonna cut myself off, move on. Uh so I don't know if you guys saw this, but Alabama's starting QB Bryce Young has already made almost seven figures. And uh Nick Saban just talked about this the other day at like a it was like a Texas football conference and he was the guest speaker or something like that. He talked about how this man's made almost seven figures. And this is the crazy part. The man has not played a snap for Alabama, has not played a snap for Alabama. And he's already made almost seven figures. Everyone knows he's going to be the starting quarterback. He's got all this hype. It's unbelievable to me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, is this the type of compensation that uh, big-time college athletes deserve?
1: No, no way. Some some even professional players don't deserve seven figures. Let, let alone let alone college players who haven't played a snap. The college players are getting what they deserve now, and they're being compensated. I am glad that that happened, but seven figures, dude. Like maybe with like the sponsorships and stuff like that. Like that's that that's that's crazy to me. I just I I don't have words to think that like a college athlete getting getting paid like a million a million dollars hopefully it's like like this qb is a good like on his head qb because can you imagine like johnny manziel getting like s- seven figures or something like that like college students like i was a college student at one point and so were you dj we weren't very good at saving money we weren't very good at budgeting and stuff like that and you're trusting a college athlete with a million dollars like that's that's nuts but okay i will say this Being a college athlete, it takes a lot of work, like as as football, especially, you know, you got morning workouts, you got class, then you got film, then you got more work, more then you got practice. Then you got like after practice weightlifting and you have like a team meal and stuff like that. It's such a stringent schedule as a college athlete. So getting paid pretty decently for that and getting sponsored, I understand that, but that's not worth seven figures by any stretch of the imagination. You, You get that when you're in the pros. And the pros make more money. But do I think they should be compensated? Yes. Do I think it should be seven figures? No, absolutely not.
2: 100% I, I agree with you. And I think this is just one of the extremes. I mean, you're talking the quarterback of one of the biggest teams in the South, which the South is just a huge football area. Uh, so, I, I like, not everyone's going to get compensated like him. But, yeah, I 100% agree. It's, it's too much because i can picture myself as some you know 18 19 20 year old college kid and i might invest some of it smartly but i'm going to do a lot of dumb stuff with about half of it at least like you're just not you haven't experienced life you haven't had to go through hardships you haven't had to go through you know financials you just you haven't experienced enough life to know what to do with that money and it's just it's just like fake money it's like monopoly money at that point to you like you don't realize how real it is um, so I hope he's smart. I hope he's investing it, uh, you know, buying stock, doing mutual funds, just being smart with it. But at the same time, like, bro, that that's just crazy to me. Like, I just really don't know how to put it into words how crazy that is. But I get it. Like, I get why he's getting paid. Uh, but at the same time, I don't I think there should be a cap. I think there should be a salary cap on what the best player can make. And that way it'll distribute more funds to lower players and kind of everybody gets paid a little bit of communism. Uh, But uh, that's just kind of what I think. So
1: that's a that's a fair take, DJ. And, you know, this is just like a, a random question for you. And you can take some time to think about it because I know my answer. But if you were a college athlete in this time, what's like one business you would want to sponsor you? For me, like I would love to be sponsored by Casey's. And just get like free, like breakfast pizza and get, uh, they, they have everything there. If you haven't tried like a Casey's breakfast pizza, you are not living life. So, like, if I was a college athlete, I would want to be sponsored by Casey's.
2: Casey's is definitely a good choice. Uh, if it was like uh, some sort of business, not sports related, Casey's for sure. I would love to be a Barstool athlete. Um, I think that would oh, be definitely. cool. Because, like, they, they respect good talent. So, to be a Barstool athlete would be sweet. So yeah, I'd say barstools or Casey's uh, would be that. That would be ideal, in my opinion.
1: Okay, no, I that, just a random C- question.
2: For Casey's you. breakfast pizza is insane, Kyle. Like it's so good. Like I don't, I, I, can't even, I can't put into words how good Casey's breakfast pizza is.
1: Um, I don't think I've had one bad slice of Casey's breakfast pizza ever. It's yeah, it, it. Oh my, it's.
2: I don't know how they do it. It doesn't make sense. It shouldn't be that good, Kyle. It shouldn't.
1: No. It hit, it hits differently during your different states of of how you're doing, and I I'll leave it at that that you, you all know what I'm talking about. It hits differently.
2: Oh, good stuff, Kyle. Good stuff.
1: Uh, let's let's move on before we <laughs> things get worse. So our random poll. So our random poll. We're actually going to do three random polls. So I actually got one of these questions off of uh of the Barstool Sportsbook Twitter page and. I, and this will be our last one we talk about, but I kind of had three other scenarios and they're about blackjack. Now, DJ, do you play blackjack at all? Like when you're not sports gambling or at a casino, do you play blackjack? I'm a big blackjack guy. Um, I don't trust slot machines.
2: I think they're rigged. They're rigged to pay out so much percentage. Poker is a little too much of bending it up and it's like playing your competitions. It's, it's a little, it's not too much thinking, but it's just not as black and white as blackjack is like, blackjack play by the book either you hit or you stand you double you split like there's just strict rules and if you play by those rules you'll make money i've had a fair amount of success playing blackjack i had a massive weekend in kansas city uh one time i think i made like 400 some bucks i had a massive weekend up in minneapolis i think i made like 250 um, i've had some good times at the hard rock honestly in sioux city i've had some good days in the hard rock honestly uh Des Moines is not treating me well. I've went to Prairie Meadows twice, and I've lost twice. Like, I lost $100, and I lost, um, like, $50. I lost $50, and I just got the hell off that table. I lost – literally, I had 21 and I pushed with the dealer. And I'm like, wow, I'm just never going to win. Uh, so – yeah. Uh, Prairie Meadows is not treating me nice in Des Moines here, but everywhere else I've done very well. And I, it's, it's a mathematics game. I'm a mathematics guy. I, I love the blackjack. There's nothing better than doubling down and you hit that 10. The dealer has 16 dealer flips a 10 and bust. And you're just like,
1: yeah, it's just, Oh, I love, I live for the double down. But anyway, small rant. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and I'm, and I'm the same way. Like I haven't done it nearly as much now that I've gotten to sports gambling and stuff like that. But I mean, I, When I first turned 18, one of the things uh, me and like three of my buddies is we went to Minnesota because it's legal to gamble Minnesota at 18. So that was one of the uh, fun, fun things we did. But I got three different scenarios for blackjack for you, DJ. And we'll do three different random polls about, about these. But here's my first situation for you. So you have an 11 shown. Do you double down? So I'm generally,
2: yes, always double down. But there are scenarios. If the dealer is showing 10, you double down and you get like a four. Now you're at 15 dealer. And it's the only card you get. And then dealer flips 20, you lose. So I honestly think it depends on what the dealer is showing, but generally I live for the double down. Um, The worst is when like the dealer has 16, you double down and you get a two. Nothing's worse than that because Then the dealer flips uh, two, they're at eight, they flip a 10, they're at 18 and you lose. And I just die a little inside because you needed that 10. Uh, So
1: yeah, that's my answer. What about you, Kyle? I 100 times out of 100 will double down no matter what the dealers show. And I just, I'm very confident that a a 10 will show. I think only like a few times, like I'm very lucky when I double down. I think only a few times have I not had like anything high, like a ten or a nine or an eight. Like sometimes I've had a two or a three, but most of the time when I double down an eleven. Now, mind you, I'm gonna go to the casino next time, and I'm gonna get a two or three when I double down. <laughs> but uh, but no, a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm double I'm doubling down an eleven, no question about it. So my next question, DJ, is you get you receive two eights. Do you split? Again, this one
2: is so big. Like if the dealer's showing a ten, I know they have twenty. I split the eights, I get two tens out of each, and then I'm at 18 and I lose two hands. So it's kind of, but generally, yes, because with two eights, you're at 16. 16 is hands down the worst, other than like 17, which I think is awful. 16 is the worst like number you can be at in blackjack because you're due to bust. Like you'll bust almost 50, 60% of the time. So I think you have to split. And I generally hope for a three, and I hope for a three on one and a ten on the other. That way, I'm at eleven. I double that, and then I get eighteen on the other to kind of play my safety. Uh, but eight, eight, two eights separated is so much better than sixteen. And you, you, you got to split them almost almost every time.
1: I'm I'm the same I'm the same way, DJ. And in my opinion, if you if you split them, you have at least one hand to work with to try to get your best. If you bust on one hand, you at least have another hand that you can try and get something going with so i'm absolutely splitting every single time so that that's my opinion now this is this is the the last one it's a tougher one and this one i took from the barstool uh, sportsbook twitter page so i got to give them credit there because it really got me interested so you have a 16 and the dealer is showing a seven are you hitting this one's
2: tough and i don't know the exact statistics but i know the general I know if you don't hit, you're going to lose like 70-ish percent of the time. And if you do hit, you're going to bust like 60% or maybe high 50s. So statistically, it says you should hit. Now, I'm on the school of you have to do the same thing. If you're always going to hit 16 against a higher, either 7 or higher, then you always hit 16. You can't play half and half. You can't half hit it, half not. Either You always hit it or you always don't um that's how I think you have to play it honestly and I'm the always hit kind of crowd because the amount of times you don't hit a 16 dealer flips a 10 you lose it's too many so I'm I would rather bust than uh not than just lose by not hitting and the dealer has 17 or 18 or 19 you know so I I think I think in this circumstance either you always hit it or you always don't and I'm an always hit it kind of guy what about you
1: This one, this one was really tough for me. And I'm the type of guy who like, if a situation happened like that, I'm taking forever to make a decision. I hate doing it, but like, I just take forever to do it, but I'm going to hit because I would rather lose by busting than to stay and realize I could have hit and gotten potential. Like I'd rather lose by busting than have the dealer beat me. And I could have won if I would have hit. So I'm hitting for sure. So those are just three, three uh, different questions here that I just thought were kind of interesting, kind of gambling related questions too, if you're into the, into the blackjack, but enough talking about that. Let's move on to me and DJ's favorite segment, the mic drop. So the mic drop is me and DJ's just t- chance to rant about anything in sports, anything in life, what what have you, it's just our chance to rant. So uh, DJ, do you want to start or do you want me to go? Oh,
2: about lead off here. I kind of preluded to this last week that I hate ESPN. And I just haven't ever mic dropped about it. So I'm going to today. ESPN's trash. They're bad. Um, they used to have the market like cornered like they used to be a monopoly. And then they just didn't change. They didn't adapt. They didn't get better. They're just like, Oh, no, we have everything. We're just gonna keep the exact same and people and like competitors rose up that were different and they did different stuff and ESPN just looked like subpar it's like I'd rather you know watch a clip on Barstool or um, like for MLB like I don't use ESPN for MLB that's insane I use mlb.tv they're they're MLB, the mlb.com like they're so much better with the news clips the breakdowns just ESPN's been doing the same thing for 20 some years now they haven't innovated at all um not to mention most of their people their analysts are trash they're bad um Booger McFarlane Monday Night Football are you kidding me he was so bad oh and then they gave him the Booger Mobile where he got in every fan's way just so he could sit his I'm not even gonna say he could sit up there and eat chicken wings while fans couldn't see and oh it was just ridiculous like all of their ideas are generally stupid and they don't really change much and Ugh. now let's go on to their streaming services. I don't know if you've used, used Watch ESPN, but it is so bad. Watch ESPN is terrible. It all, it never can, like if, if it's a main, not a main event, but like a, a popular event, and like everyone's trying to watch it, it'll lag out so many times. And like, I've had the fastest internet. So I know it's not on me, it's on ESPN. And then first, first week of fantasy football, every single year, it'll lag out. Every single year, it'll lag out. Why have they not adjusted? Why have they not changed? Are they not ready that a ton of people are going to be using the fantasy football app? No, they're not. They're just, oh, it's so frustrated. It's like, how can you, it's not like Blockbuster or, I mean, kind of like Microsoft a little, but like, imagine just a giant, never like trying to get better. And then they just get overtaken one day. Like, that's kind of how it is. Like ESPN used to just, run everything everything ran through espn and they didn't get better they didn't change they didn't innovate and when they did innovate like the booger mobile or that stupid little green zone they put on the, the sunday or whatever football i guess sunday night's nbc but the monday night football where they have the little green zone i mean just all of the stupid things they do i mean they're just a mockery man and then like i said their streaming services are just a joke like get your shit together do you not have the most money the most resources like oh it's just in all the stuff that's come out yeah i got espn's trash i don't like them at all so it is what it is i use cbs sports for march madness the only thing i use espn for is for fantasy football and that's just because it's it's decent but it crashes
1: every time I, i'm done kyle screw espn they're terrible they're trash dj absolutely preach you nailed it right on the head. that was beautiful Uh, The only thing that makes me like somewhat watch ESPN is um, is Scott Van Pelt. I like Scott Van Pelt. I listen to his show every now and then. And I'll listen and I'll watch like an NBA game when Mike Breen's calling it. But otherwise, I mean, they're terrible. I watch uh, NBA on TNT. That NBA and TNT crew is like miles ahead of the NBA crew on ESPN. Like NFL, like besides Monday Night Football. One stupid thing they did for Monday Night Football is they also have it streaming on Nickelodeon yeah and like, and like if a touchdown is scored they have like slime that like goes on the screen and stuff like that like that's so dumb like if you if, <laughs> if a kid's gonna be watching football they're gonna be watching it with their dad de- with their parents the mom or dad or both and they're gonna be watching on espn they're not gonna change to nickelodeon and just on their own watch it because of the slime and stuff like that That's just, it's so dumb <laughs> like I- i'm with you dj it's just very very stupid
2: yeah, I, I will agree. I, I do like Scott Van Pelt. Uh, he I, I do like him a lot. I'll give him that. But I mean, if uh, nine out of ten ESPN people I don't like, so there's one in, you know one like that Mike Breen. Like there's just certain ones that I'm like, oh, this guy's actually pretty good. But most of them just like, dude, you're working for the giant and you're just the worst. Like ugh, so, yeah.
1: And they got they got rid of they got rid of Kenny Maine and Kenny Maine was absolutely hilarious. I don't know if you watched it, DJ, but Kenny Maine and his. Very, very last date. Uh, basically, said "f you" to Aaron Rodgers live, and they didn't censor it.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely saw that, and I, I do actually, I do like him too. And I feel like they lose a lot of good people to the to the competitors, and it's just, I don't know, just a mockery, dude. I just, it's embarrassing. I just laugh at him. But, yeah. yeah. I hear you got a breakdown of a current uh, situation going on, Kyle. I'm excited to hear your take and your breakdown.
1: But take it away, buddy. Drop that mic. All right, DJ. So I'm I'm very, very silent on Twitter when it comes to beef. I don't like to get myself involved in social media beefs. I like to kind of stay out of it and and kind of watch in and stuff like that. I don't like to get myself involved because that's just not me. I'm not the type of guy who wants to argue over social media. Like if I'll argue with you, I'll argue with you in person. Like I don't need to argue with you over social media. So that's why I've been kind of staying out of this, but it has to do with our current situation with uh, Dallas, one of our, one of our cappers, me and DJ. Don't mention him on our show, but that's for a number of different reasons. That's not the point. So basically what happened, and for those of you that don't follow on social media, so every single capper outside of Dallas, like me, DJ, Beerus, Pace, Soup, Pumba, Bread, Dan, all those guys, we study our lines, we, we grind, we look at like lines. We say, this one looks pretty good to me. This one, this one doesn't, you know, and we, and we do our own studying. We don't get help from anybody else. We do our own grind our own work. And that's why we're cappers because we give our opinions. We don't take it from, from someone else. Now what happened was Dallas retweeted some weird account that said retweet for a chance to get a DM at like a diamond play, so like this guy is very very successful. He has over nineteen thousand followers or whatever, and he retweeted that particular account to get a DM. He claims he didn't get it the the pick, but he did admit that he was using at least one free pick a day from this account. So he was getting basically help from another from another source. That's not a capper. That's not a capper. That's you getting help help from someone else. So. Basically, we had a bunch of people. I know uh, DJ's friend JT was real, real big on getting it, <laughs> him out and, uh, Soup, and him always, Soup and him always go at it. And um, basically, like, Pace had a time to think about it. Obviously, anything that Pace does, us the network are in respect. Just for how much Pace has grown this Code of Sports Gambling network, how good he's done. Being, being the head honcho and, and so on, like we'll respect anything he does. So basically he thought about it and he decided to give Dallas a one week suspension. So he, he Dallas can't give any plays. He can't do any, any units, what have you. But what, what irritated me was he got ticked at, at this. I mean, he was getting in beef with pace and pace doesn't argue with anybody. Mm. He literally is just the most calm level headed dude. And he was arguing and he was arguing, well, well, I didn't. I didn't get a DM. You tried. You <laughs> tried to get a DM, and then and then his argument was uh, every every cap every person can use their resources. Okay, if you're not a capper, you just kind of like to bet on occasion and are just looking for picks that. Then you don't bet nearly as much. Then I can see you you trying to get that DM and trying to get those bets. But you're supposed to be a capper, and cappers don't don't do stuff like that. And here's the thing. He's mad that he got a suspension. If any other of the cappers are in charge, he would be gone. <laughs> he would be out of the code of sports gambling network if anyone else was in charge. But Pace was very nice to him. and decided to give him a one week suspension and he is arguing with him. <laughs> and that's just irritating, irritating to me. And like I said, he just his argument was, well, I didn't receive a DM. Well, like I said, you tried and he and using your resources you are not a capper bro you flat out are not a capper you can't spell worth it worth a dang my third grade cousin can spell better, can spell better than you my third grade cousin can talk better than you my third grade cousin can probably bet better than you you are so bad dude and and, and dj i'm the type of guy i like to be positive i like to see positivity in people but it it you got to prove yourself first. And he has not proven to me that he is worthy of being a Coda capper. He's worthy of respect. He's worthy of anything. I hope sincerely that he turns around for pace's sake. And for the network's sake, I hope he turns around. I hope he gets better. But the fact that he is arguing a suspension, when he probably should have been kicked out is ridiculous. And I hope sincerely that this crap stops. And if he does it again, bye-bye.
2: Preach Kyle. Uh, yeah, I got, I got almost a mini rant on top of it. First and foremost, shout out pace. Like he hit us all up about, I mean, just letting him into the contest and everything like pace has always been very upfront and honest with us and just asking our opinions. And, you know, I voiced my opinion to pace on what I thought on the situation. But at the end I said like, dude, I respect your opinion. Like you're the one who built all this. You're the one who does everything like at the end of the day, whatever you decide, I will respect Uh, And you were the same way Uh, we, you know, we respect his opinion, but he's given us a chance to voice our opinion. So I'm going to voice my opinion. Uh, And so I did that to him. And yeah, if, like you said, if anyone else is uh, in charge, he's probably not going to be part of us. Um, But I I think everyone excluding Dallas on the Coda cappers, like represents this brand with pride. Like we, we want to make the brand look good we not, we won't do anything for the brand, but to a limit, like I'll do almost anything to like get this thing going to do anything I can. Like I'm always willing to help out, you know, if we need to, if the trivia contest is on a Wednesday when I record high and inside, I'll manage to push high and inside to a different, different day. Like I'll, I'll do whatever I can to try and help out the boys. Like I'm, I'm a team player and I try and represent the brand. Well, like I, you know, I I don't try and get crazy disrespectful on people or say anything stupid. Uh, and I, you know, I, I tweet out free picks. I try and support the other people's podcasts. I try and read everyone's articles. Like, uh, I've been, I mean, not saying not just me, but like both of us do, you know, we're, we're both team players. Uh, and so I think like we all represent this brand so well that when someone's not representing it as well, it, it offends us. And that's when we jump to like, hey, dude, like we don't, you know, we're not a fan of this guy. Uh, and it's kind of not, we're not all ganging up on him per se. Um, but we're all voicing our opinion, and we're entitled to that. And, yeah, Pace, Pace is a super calm, level-headed, super nice guy. Uh, and I, I think the one-week suspension was fair in Pace's opinion. Like, I'm, I'm not against it. I, I think it was a, that was the minimum, at least, warranted. Um, you know, there could have been far worse scenarios. And then for him to argue the minimum that should have been warranted, it's like, come on, bro. Like, you could have been kicked out. Like, do you really want to be a part of this? And at the same time, when you're using a free play every day, like, Kyle, me and you tweet out five free plays a day. Like, we are the free plays. Like, we are giving out free plays every single day. I've never once taken anybody else's pick. Like, if someone's like, yo, like, if someone at work's like, yo, I like this pick, and I do my own research. Like, I, as you guys know, when we go through the, the, the guest pickers, we, uh, you know, list off a bunch of odd stats and stuff. I have websites. But all those websites have are stats and numbers and stuff like I have to derive my own, uh, you know, what my bet is, my own opinion, my own you know, idea of what I want to go with. Uh, And it it takes a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. And I think Pace said it best in the video. Like all of us cappers are working really hard to, you know, come up with our picks. So then to just take a free play, take somebody else's pick like I can't do that. I can't put my name on someone else's pick. Like, if I'm going to put my name out on there, I'm going to make sure I did the research, that I looked it up, that I liked the line. Um, so, yeah, I can never just bet. It's just that that's a foreign concept to me, betting someone else's picks. So, all in all, I think it provided a little bit of drama in the Coda Sports Cappers Network. I mean, we were getting a little boring there. Toast had disappeared and things had gotten a little boring. You know, toast and soup are kind of the lifeblood of the, the uh, extreme of our group. Whereas, you know, you and me are a little more simpler, B-Russ simple. Like we don't, we're not going to do anything crazy. Not that it, they're they're crazy by any means, but just out there and fun and dramatic. Um, you know, like Toast Retiring, that's just dramatic. And I love it. Like, it's awesome. So I think it was good for the brand to just kind of get a little beef going and get a little uh, drama going. And it was fun, but I mean, we're going to continue doing our thing and providing our free picks. Not anybody else's. We provide our own. So all in all Kyle that's that's all I've, all I got really to say about that uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: Yeah yeah ab- absolutely DJ and, and and like I said, s- sincerely DJ, I do try and find the best in people and I and I want to try the, the, to find the best in Dallas but he thus far has proven to us that like he he he, he doesn't deserve like any, any respect and that's why like he can say like well all these cappers are are ganging up on us. We're ganging up on you dude because you've come at us. So that that's where like it frustrates me. Now, like I said, uh, Pace handled it perfectly, and I and I'm really really glad that he handled that situ- situation. And then, like I said, I'm not one to get involved. Like he he his whole argument was on my card, and and that's why I saw the the entire argument happen. Like when the of Sports Net- Gambling Network they tweet everyone's card, his argument was on my card because he, his one of his plays was my plays. He goes, well, how do you know he wasn't. Uh, going off my card. I don't follow you, bro. So like, so like, that's, that's definitely not the case, but like, like I said, I hope things improve and he does do better for the brand. And I know pace will make the right decision when he, when he just isn't. So that's, that's my take on it. Like I said, Dallas, if you are listening to this, I want to see good in you, but you got to prove that.
2: Yeah. Like I said, we, 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 uh, we wear this, this uh, code of sports cap as, as a badge of honor. And when someone doesn't wear it as a badge of honor, it, uh, it upsets the people that are. I think, I honestly think everyone prior to Dallas has represented the brand really well. Uh, I think, you know, like I said, I just, I think we're a good group of guys just trying to make something out of nothing, honestly. Uh, and then, you know, one bad egg doesn't determine everybody, but it can, you know, one bad egg can persuade someone else who doesn't know. Uh, you know, you judge a book by its cover. You see one bad person, you're like, oh, they're all like that. Um, but really we're all, you know, I think good people and just trying to have fun and cap. So it is what it is. And like I said, it, it'll be interesting. And I'm, I, I'm in second place right now and I'm doing my best to make sure that I, at least I win. If I don't win someone other than Dallas win, right. um, I want someone from the, the brand to win. Cause if he wins, he can talk all the smack and he hasn't really earned it yet. He's done what this is his second month. He finished negative, a ton of units last month. Like, We've been doing this for six, seven months now. This is the sixth month, I think. And the rest of us, like, I finish positive every month but one. I, I mean, I put in my dues. I've, I put in time. I mean, you've done really well multiple months. Like, we've both lit it up. And over a long sample size, I think, you know, that, that proves who is a real cap and who isn't. So, And even some days, uh, just thought of this, me and you have some, like, there's some days like two or three of our plays are the same. Yet I've never looked at your tweet before I've tweeted. Like, I've just never – I look at my card. I establish my card. I, go, I immediately go to Twitter. I tweet out my card. And then I'll check. I'll be like, has Kyle tweeted today? You know, like, I want to see what you're doing. Because I saw – I think it's today. Like, one of us had the Rangers. The other person had the Tigers. I think I had the Tigers. You had the Rangers. I'm like, oh, me and Kyle are opposite. Like, I love doing that. love looking and seeing. Like, oh, me and Kyle are opposite. Oh, me and Kyle are both on this team. Like, you know, it's just – it's fun. And so, it's, it's a healthy competition. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I can go off for a while, but that's all I got to say, Kyle.
1: Yep, that's all I got to say too, DJ. And and like and like I said, I would rather like lose on my own plays that I gain than my judgment than lose on a play that someone would give give to me. I've never gone g- taking a free play. I never will take a free play. Like and like you said, DJ, I don't ever look at your card before I tweet either. So like it's simply our opinion, and that's it. So that's all I got to say on that topic. Uh let's transition to our guest picker and on to our last segment, the guest pick'em segment. It is back. We finally got a guest on. We are excited for it. But as always, the guest pick'em segment is sponsored by Pitchfork Ag. Me and DJ's Uncle Mike run pick runs pitchfork ag up in Lamar's. They sell all your Toro and Steel meads. They sell lawnmowers, snow blowers, weed whackers, just about anything you need if you have. Repairs that need to be done, all those things. They have a repair man as well. Check it out. Pitchfork Agate and Lamar. So today we got another guest who's trying to join our Elite Eight contest at the end of the month with a prize of TBD. Hopefully we get some details on that soon so people can figure out what the heck they're going to be playing for here. But the current standings is right now in first place is the commander in chief of the Coda Sports Gambling Network, Pace Meyer at plus 11.21 units. Second place, Alex Long at plus 10.6 units. In third, we have Soup at plus 8.1 units. In fourth place, we have Pumba Cakes at plus 5.60 units. Fifth place, Tyler DeVos, the founder of Muddy Bites, at plus 4.38 units. Alex Luge in sixth place at plus 3.77 units. Brody Carr, me and DJ's cousin, and an avid Hawk fan at plus 3.74 units. And the score to beat to be in the Elite elite Eight Contest, the eight seed is Preston Feller at plus 2.42 units. So today we have on another guest trying to join the contest. DJ, why don't you dive in a little bit with him?
2: Yeah, so it's my honor to announce the guest. We finally got it back. Uh, I've been dodging this man for too long. I had to get him on. And I'm probably going to botch his last name, but Evan Molville. How you doing, buddy?
3: Great, and you got it right on the money, my friend, right on the money.
2: We've always been a first name basis type of, you know, relationship. There's no need to get into the last name. You know, it's just, it's Evan and DJ. That's how it goes. So I'm happy to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So quickly, I guess, what are you up to these days? What are you doing?
3: Where are you living? How's life? Yeah, I've been, you know, just working as usual, working full-time, living. We just moved to Minneapolis, me and my girlfriend. Uh, So that's been keeping me pretty busy, you know. Uh, Going to Twins games, of course, here in Minneapolis. Love the Twins. Been collecting sneakers as well. I know you just saw my IG page, which I'll talk about a bit later, but that's been keeping me busy as well, so it's been a fun summer.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, So... Uh, We don't want to name the store, but we're just going to say Evan basically runs the biggest store in Minneapolis. Um, So how is it like being the manager or basically the lead lead
3: guy at at a massive store like that? It's pretty fun, you know, on uh, one end, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So uh, (laughs) try, try try not to abuse it, you know, just make sure everyone is having a good time. Customers, of course, are having a good time. That's the best part about the job is meeting new customers. So I'm hoping Carl Anthony Towns comes in the store one day at Jordan Woods. That would be my dream come true. I'd shut that place down for that. <laughs> we'll just keep my fingers crossed. Well, like, oh, I'm sorry, customers. We're on an official lockdown. There's been some sort
2: of threat. I'm going to need you all to stay in here for at least multiple hours. Um, hey Carl, I got a VIP room in the back. You want to hang out, maybe pop some pop some pain, drink some juice, you know, who knows? Exactly. <laughs> so quickly, the story of how me and Evan met uh is kind of funny. So I'm an avid future fan. I, I love Future Hendrix. Um he's one of my he's hands down my favorite rapper. And my buddy, as you guys know, former pod joined us on the podcast, Soup, aka Josh Campbell, now a coda capper. Uh, he told me he's like, dude, I think this guy Evan might be a bigger future fan than you, and it it just appalled me. I'm like, what? How is this possible? Anyway, long story short, we throw a massive rager. Uh, I think it was sophomore year, and he's like, hey, Evan's coming up. Like, you really got to meet this guy. Sit down with this dude for five minutes, and we're just naming like low key future bangers that no one else knows, no one's ever heard of. And like, I'll just drop a song, and he knows it. He'll drop a song, I know it. Like. I was like, oh, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. Uh, and yeah, from it was just, it was not love at first sight, but a, a just a, a good, I just knew right away this guy's a good guy. I like being around this guy. So yeah, thoughts on that story?
3: Yes, absolutely. That was one of the best nights. You know, I think about all, all the nights I've had, and that trip to Cedar Falls is just one of the best nights. And I was so happy to have met you. And uh, one of my shout outs goes to Derek Williams, actually, of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Y'all might remember he was the number two overall pick back in uh, 2011. I had Timberwolves season tickets, so I was down at the game, and uh, I was like, Derek, will you please follow me back on Twitter? He did, so I took a special interest in his tweets, and he's tweeting, FBG, FBG, and I'm like, what's FBG? Come to find out, free Bang gang, future Hendrix. I was like, yeah, let's go. Lo and behold, a a few years later, find someone who loves future just as much as me bro bromanship at first sight absolutely well said that's cool you've had some crazy uh not crazy
2: interactions but crazy cool I guess um so this is probably what two or three months ago when doughboy tweeted at you you tweeted like (laughs) something about like having or so what was it I mean it was it was just funny it made me geek that's all
3: Yeah, I love just making bad tweets. And, you know, one of my on-brand tweets that I make is just, I just wish one of my favorite rappers having a nice day. And on this particular day was Doughboy. I said, I hope Doughboy's having a nice day. And he says something along the lines of, appreciate that. Don't get it very much for real. Appreciate it. (laughs) So, yeah, that was awesome. I'm probably the biggest Doughboy fan out in Minnesota. So that meant a lot to me.
2: Yeah. And then on top of that, you are, have a separate uh, Instagram, Twitter kind of combination of the the sneakers. I mean, yeah, you are what I would define as a sneakerhead. I mean, what I think about I know about sneakers, you know, 10 billion times more. So, yeah, t- I know you're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I just love you to in- inform the people on your whole sneaker
3: game. Yeah, absolutely. And shout goes out to our good friend, Soup, on this one as well, because he introduced me to the Sneakers App back in 2019 and uh, caught some Travis Scotts on there, which really got me hooked. And lo and behold, here we are two years later. I've caught probably 150 different pairs of shoes this year, uh, made connections with Don't mean a name drop here, but Chet Holmgren, the uh, number one high school player in the country out of Minnesota here, going to Gonzaga, sold him a couple pairs. That's my boy. Can't wait for him to go to the league. He's going to tear it up this year at Gonzaga. So that's been a lot of fun, too. And hopefully I just keep on making connections here and uh, can plug some NBA players on their kicks.
2: I, I keep thinking with these guest pickers that we can't get someone more interesting than the person we've had before. Yeah, we just keep getting guys who just have crazy, interesting stories. I mean, I thought the Messi was going to top it. You know, the dude who uh, hugged Messi on Soldier Field, David David Cardenas. Shout out, David. Uh, but then we got you, you know, tweeting at Doughboy, hulking up with the the coolest or top prospect in Minnesota. I mean, and, and managing the biggest store in Minneapolis. That's probably the biggest one. Jeez. <laughs> so Thank you. Respect. Thank you. Respect. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so I know you're a huge LeBron fan, as am I. Um, yeah, LeBron for life. Uh, have you seen the new Space Jam, I guess, first? Oh, yeah. You know that was on
3: my radar from day one. July 16th marked it on my calendar. So that night, got off work, came home, turned on HBO Max, got my Space Jam on, you know. Loved it, obviously. And anyone who loves LeBron going to love the movie. But if you don't love LeBron, you're probably not going to love it. So LeBron haters. Get out of here. We don't want to hear your thoughts. We know you don't love it. But for anyone who loves LeBron, I I bet loved the movie. Were you able to see it?
2: I have not seen it yet. I wanted you to give me a review without spoiling it. I mean, I knew. The problem is, like, I just remember watching Space Jam as a kid. And it was, like, iconic it's like i feel like my expectations are set too high it's like the first time you listen to some future albums like the first listen your expectations are just so high because it's future and you listen to it and you're just like uh but then by the third or fourth time you listen to that album you're like oh wow this is just straight like bar straight bangers like future he did it again
3: yeah so that's no. what i'm worried about no you'll love it i think it lived up to expectations just all the different references and you know nostalgia going back to the past and lebron's career not just that but warner brothers in general making references to their past and they brought up like harry potter and game of thrones and all this stuff brought a little memories back and a lot of good jokes happening as well so i think i think you love it for sure
2: all right well i will have to get back to you on it um and if i hate it i'm just gonna lie and say i loved it but that's not the case it's not gonna happen because i love lebron Uh, I'm a LeBron Homer for life, um, as previously mentioned, uh, but let's, let's dive into the sports realm a little bit. So what teams, I know you're a huge Minnesota guy, but what teams are you a fan of? What teams do you root for?
3: Yeah. I mean, number one for me, I guess the Timberwolves, just given the fact that they're local, love them to death, love Anthony Edwards, you know, hopefully he can be the real deal for us and stick around. I don't know if we're going to make a trade for Ben Simmons, but that's been in the works, uh, I'd take him as long as we don't have to give away the house to get him for sure. I don't want to give away Ant, Malik Beasley, Towns, Russell. Keep all those guys. If we can still bring in uh, Ben Simmons, I'd be happy. Uh, besides that, I love the Lakers, of course, LeBron for life, uh, Twins, Vikings, of course, you know the deal. Um, but yeah. I got the Bucks in the NBA finals as well, just in case the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves move away. You know, A-Rod just bought the team. There's rumors he may move us to Seattle. So if that happens, I'm just going to say I was a Bucks fan all along. This title <laughs> goes to me as a Bucks fan, Bucks Nation, you know what it is. So, hell yeah, Bucks Nation for life.
2: Getting ahead of the curve. I was going to ask you that, too, what your thoughts on the finals were going to be. as It is being played tonight as we record. Uh, uh, which would be yesterday as it drops. But, uh, yeah, I was going to ask your thoughts, but clearly we know now you're, you're Bucks, so that'll be interesting, and I'm excited to watch that game. Uh, so, I guess, when did you start sports gambling? Uh, like, when in your life? How did it happen? I feel like everyone has kind of a cool story.
3: Yeah, so I guess on an amateur level, the first sports bet I recall making was back in 2007 when the Pats were undefeated going into the Super Bowl. All my friends were on the pads. I picked the Giants, made a couple $20 bets with my friends. You know, history shows obviously what happened. Giants won. I won the $20 from my friends. It was lovely. Uh, but I guess on a more, you know, non-amateur level, back in 2017, we go back to our friend soup. We took a road trip down to Kansas City uh, and watched the Twins play the Royals. And uh, – Lo and behold, we made some sports bets around the league during that time, and we had a lot of fun. And uh, I really like to bet on NBA more than anything, but baseball's fun too. It's Mount Rushmore season, you know, right now. with Everything not happening. NBA is ending. Baseball's in the dog days. We got the NFL coming up, so MLB is all we got. We got to take what we can get, you know.
2: Exactly, yeah. it's If you like betting MLB and you're good at it, it's a good time. But if you like to diversify – It is one of the uh, more boring times, you could say. But yeah, the Olympics are coming up. I guess I've even forgot to mention that. You 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 an Olympics guy or no?
3: I'll I'll tune it in. I guess Team USA basketball for sure. We'll see what happens with them. They're not uh, doing so hot right now, but (laughs) they might be. They might just be sandbagging and waiting for uh, the real Olympics to happen, not just this exhibition business. So I'm rooting for Team USA, obviously, but. Obviously interested to see and what the other countries have in store when it comes to basketball as well. Check out some new foreign players and things like that. We'll check out the other events as well and just root for Team USA all the way, obviously. Yes,
2: sir. Uh, you know why they're struggling, the Team USA. They don't have Anthony Edwards. It's a simple right. Uh
3: Don't remind me.
2: <laughs> they got Keldon Johnson there or whatever. They added him. And we got Anthony Edwards just chilling. We got Zion just chilling, but whatever. not even not even gonna get started on that or we will be here two hours just going over this stuff so um yeah I guess you kind of covered it though so you're uh I was just gonna ask what sports you like to gamble clearly NBA are you are you a big college football NFL guy college basketball guy or more NBA uh, baseball
3: NFL for sure I'll be looking forward to making some NFL bets this coming season not as much on college football I just haven't really followed it as much but you never know if they get those NCAA football games back for Xbox. You, you I might be more interested once again.
2: Yes, sir. Oh, that's a, an iconic uh, franchise that has. We all want it back. I mean, I'd pay a hundred dollars for it. Oh, for sure. But I want it. But like, I, I'm just. I guess now it's coming back probably with the teams because originally when they said it was coming back, they couldn't pay people. So yeah, it should be. It should be an exciting time. Um, I right, quick question Are you a Wild fan? Because you didn't you didn't state your hockey allegiance. You're a Knights fan? No.
3: No, no, I actually just became a Minnesota Wild fan for the first time this year. So, you know, Minnesota Wild are buzzing here in the cities. We got Kapril Kaprizov, or, yeah, Kapril Kaprizov. Yes, sir. New rookie from Russia. He's just been tearing it up, and uh so all Rossi? the was about him, huh? Max Rossi something
2: awesome yeah Aussie? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah yeah um so we got him he's been killing it unfortunately we took an early exit in the playoffs so it is what it is but um i was a big basketball fan growing up basketball is always my number one and uh where i came from it was always like the basketball kids versus the hockey kids so we were always kind of like fuck hockey back in the day and <laughs> hockey kids were like fuck basketball but now we've moved past that we're all adults now so i'm learning about hockey Shout out to the Lightning for winning their title. Good for them. But next year, Minnesota Wild got it on lock.
2: Yes, sir. So I just declared my allegiance to Minnesota this year as well. I mean, I've been following hockey for about four or five years now, but I've never really, like, had a team. Because I, I like the Knights, but I never declared my allegiance, and then they win it all. And I'm like, well, I can't declare my allegiance now. And it's like, I'm a Vikings fan. Like, I I guess, like, I'm low-key Twins fan. If if I had an AL team, it would be the Twins. Um And like Fox Sports North, now it's what, Bali Sports or whatever. Uh, So I get every wild game. So I'm like, why would I not choose the wild? Because there's no way in hell I'm choosing the blues. Like, nope, not (laughs) happening. Uh, And the Blackhawks, uh, no. So, yeah, all wild. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for the team. And it's just a fun sport. It's a little complicated if you don't understand it right away. But uh, obviously, I've watched it the last five years. So I've started to understand a lot more now and a little more in-depth strategy and it's just a, I mean, it's just a crazy game when you think how athletic they actually are. Like these dudes are doing stuff that I don't know if I could do on a normal ground, and then they're on skates on ice. It's just like it blows your mind when you see an insane play. Uh, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. And plus, I'm in the state of hockey, so everyone around me is like Minnesota Wild, this Minnesota Gophers, that UMD Bulldogs, this. So I just <laughs> had to get with the program, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. All righty,
2: well. Enough talk. Let's dive into some games. Kyle, Evan, you guys ready?
3: Absolutely. Can I ask
1: one question, DJ, before we get started? I will allow it. Okay, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so if you if if you don't follow his uh his sneaker account, you have to. First of all, I'm a well, people don't realize I'm a big shoe guy myself. I love if I could ever afford it, I'd love to get a pair of Jordans with the Carolina Blue. Those are like those are like absolutely what I'd want to do. But like out of all the shoes that you've like had on your account or that you've had, what's your favorite shoe?
3: Yeah, I got these. uh I mean, I could show them to you right now. It'd be it'd be b- bad radio, but I could show them to you. But it's some of, <laughs> it's some LeBron seven. They're called the LeBron seven Media Days. One of them is purple. One of them's gold. So they go with the the Lakers uniform. uh They came out right after he came to the Lakers. Got to be hands down my favorite. Just because my LeBron fandom I've got some really nice Jordans as well but just given how I represent LeBron so hard I just gotta roll with that so I've just been on on a roll trying to get all these different LeBrons because you know he comes out with a different pair every year so we got LeBron one through 19 at this point you know he drops LeBron one LeBron two so on we're on year 19 now so I'm trying to get one of every one of those silhouettes and I've got probably like 10 or 12 different ones right now so i'm i'm on my way there but uh any any lebron i'm gonna be rocking with those they're also very comfortable so when i'm on my feet all day grinding away at the store helping the good customers (laughs) that's that's what's keeping me in a good mood is those nice lebrons on my feet yes sir
1: all right I i was just curious
3: i was gonna say great question kyle i mean wow
2: i don't know why i didn't ask that myself I'm going to give myself a C plus in interview skills, maybe a B minus. I'll round up the curve. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that's a great question. And yeah, we should have asked it, but we got it asked. So bada bing, bada boom.
1: No, I was, I was just curious. Like I said, I've always tried to get me a pair of like them Jordans with the Carolina blues, but I mean, you're looking at like anywhere I go, they're like 300 bucks or something like that. It's like, I love those shoes,
3: but like, I don't love them that much. So. Yeah, that's fair. When you get in the game, like me, I just cop whatever I can get and then you know sometimes resell them and then that's how you subsidize the pairs that you actually want to get because you can get a pair that you don't like and it's worth you know three or four hundred bucks you sell that pair now you have three or four hundred bucks to buy a pair you actually like so that's my philosophy on the whole matter
2: I mean it's not is managing a store not enough for you you got your side hustle
3: I mean what can't you do Hey, I mean, we, you got to find time for what you're passionate about in this life, am I right? So when you find something you like to do, just spend a little time on it and you'll you'll find yourself enjoying life a bit more.
2: Preach, bud. Preach. Life lessons from Evan Mobile. You didn't think you were going to get that today, but you got it. Yes, sir. All right, Kyle. Yeah, I, I know everyone's waiting. Um, So let's just dive into the games. Uh, let's get it going. People want to hear
1: Evan's locks. They want to hear our locks. They just want to hear the works. Let's do it then. So Evan got the rundown before the the show started, but for those of you that are listening for the first time or don't know, he basically gets five units per game. He can utilize that. However he chooses, he can do like three on the money line, two on the spread, one in the over under, or he can use all five units on just one play, or he doesn't even have to use all five units. If he doesn't want to, he can do like three or four or whatever, but that's basically his his cap, he can do whatever he want after that. But uh, let's dive into our slate of games. So for the first game, we got a game this afternoon at 2.10 Central Time between the Mariners and the Rockies. Uh, this is the fourth match of the season. Currently, the series is tied 1-1. to The under is 2-0 and in those first two games. And the third game is currently being played as we record. Uh, no line is being posted, but DJ, being the baseball expert, predicts a line of the Mariners. Minus 130, the Rockies, plus 120, and an over-under of 10. So, DJ, what do we got for uh, starting pitchers and trends for this game? Yeah, first off, I just want to know,
2: usually we try to get the people on the show three different sports to kind of show their versatility and handicapping, Um, but the guests for these next couple months are getting the short end of the stick, as they're just only baseball on. Uh, So, it is what it is. He's getting five baseball games today. And then on my projected lines, uh, basically just using kind of my knowledge and what I think. I'm, I'm not a genius, uh, but it is what it is. So the only problem with this game is I've seen two starting pitchers that might start for the Mariner or for the Rockies. I've uh, seen uh, Chi Chi Gonzalez is, is supposed to start, and I've also seen Austin Gomer is supposed to start. Um, if Chi Chi starts, the Mariners will be more heavily favored. They'll be like minus 145. If Austin Gomer starts, it'll be closer to this minus 130 mark. Uh, The over-under might fluctuate a run uh, based on who starts because Chi-Chi is just a far worse pitcher. Uh, And it is at Colorado. That's why it is at 10. I know it's kind of a crazy high over-under. So let's just dig into the starting pitchers. uh, For the Mariners, a man who has surprised us all, Chris Flexen has been amazing this year. Uh, He's got a 9-3 record and a 13-4 team record. Uh, He posts a 3.35 ERA on the road. He has a three and one record and a 5.92 ERA. So he's still getting wins on the road, but his ERA is significantly higher. In his last three starts, he has just melted. He is three and oh with a 0.9 ERA. He gave up one run to the Angels, no runs to the Angels. Both of those games, he threw seven innings. And then one run to the Rangers uh, in six innings. So he's done solid this year. Uh, And like I said, I don't know if Chi-Chi or um, Austin's throwing, but the data I have is for Chi-Chi. So we'll just roll with that. Uh, He has a two and five record, a 5.96 ERA, a team record of four and 10 uh, and a 5.24 ERA at home. Uh, The other guy, Austin Gomer, if he does start, I thought, I had, yeah, he's has a six and five record with a 3.68 ERA. Uh, so there's kind of the discrepancy. Uh, Chichi has like a five ERA. Uh, Austin Gomer has a 3.68 ERA. Uh, so there's kind of what'll change the lines because those are obviously two significantly different pitchers uh, performance against each other. They really haven't faced each other much. Chris Flexen did face Colorado once this season And he gave up one run on four hits in six and two thirds innings with six strikeouts, solid performance out of him. Uh, Currently this year, like Kyle mentioned, the the series is tied one to one. And then just some trends for the team. Uh, The Mariners 50 and 44 this season, 21 and 24 on the road. 30 and 31 against right handers. Now, they would be what? 20 and 13 against left handers cuz Austin Gomer is a lefty. Uh, so this could really go both ways. They're 5 and 2 in their past set, past seven games. The Rockies 41 and 53 this season. 32 and 19 at home is just a huge surprise, but they they do clean up at home. 26 and 40 against righties and 4 and 3 in their last f- seven. And then just some quick over under trends here. The Mariners 48 and 41 at hitting the over, 28 and 16 at hitting it on the road, and 34 and 25 against right handed pitching. And the Rockies 41 and 51 at hitting the over, 22 and 27 at hitting the over at home, and 27 and 37 against right handers. Uh, so I know I've done a lot of talking, Kyle. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys people might not know about as these are two more under the radar teams. What two players are you looking out for on both of these teams?
1: So for the Mariners, I'm looking out for a guy and DJ, I love this guy for the reason that they, the Mariners were playing the angels. I had the Mariners minus one and a half. The game was tied bases loaded. And this man hits a grand slam for me. And that's Mitch Haniger. The dude has just been having a really, really solid season so far. 266 batting average, 22 home runs, and 58 RBIs. And for the Rockies, DJ, if I say this wrong, let me know. But Ryan McMahon? Mick Mahone?
2: No, I think it's McMahon. I think it's McMahon, like McMahon, but you got to say it
1: fast. But not 100% sure on that. Probably like 67% confident. Oh, well, considering neither of us know how to pronounce it, that, that shows how good the Rockies are. If that's the play of the ball, <laughs> but, uh, uh he, he actually hasn't been too bad this year. 256 batting average, 16 home runs, and 48 RBIs. So I'll get us started today. If the line's going to be around 130, that's just, to me, I know the Rockies are really, really solid at home, but with and pitching, and stuff like that, I just think a minus 130 is so much value for the for the Mariners, in my opinion. I love, love, love the Mariners' money line. And I think if you're feeling risky, sprinkle a little, little run line, too. I think that could hit as well. So I like... Money line for sure, and and like I said, if you're feeling risky, sprinkle a little run line too.
2: Yeah, the Mariners have made me a ton of money this year. They are always underdogs, and they win about 50% of the time. And if you're an underdog and you're winning 50% of the time, you are profitable. I don't know why everyone's sleeping on the Mariners. They're a very fundamental, very solid defensive team, and their pitching staff is decent on the days you bet on their good pitchers, which are the days I do. And Chris Flexen is one of them. He has just been money this year, lights out. I know the Rockies are good at home. If Chi-Chi throws, the Mariners might be minus 150, and I still think the Mariners are going to win because Chris Flexen has been amazing. If Austin Gomer throws, it might be a little more difficult, but the Mariners do hit lefties very well, as I mentioned before. It's all Mariners. I don't know. This over-under is so weird because if if Gomer pitches, it's going to be probably an under game. Uh, If Chi-Chi pitches, it's probably going to be an over game, but it all depends on what it's set at and since we don't know. But I I love the Mariners today, and like I said, they've made me a ton of money. Uh, Evan, buddy, what are you thinking for this game?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I'm excited for Mitch Hanger as well. You know, he's coming off first ever AL Player of the Week award this last week. He's taking his second trip ever to Coors Field, which is always a good time for hitters. I'm hoping to see him crush his first career home run there. We've also got Charlie Blackman, who's been – a bit off this year, but he's coming off a walk-off home run against the Dodgers as well. So people are wondering if he's back. I think he is. And with these two players, I like the over in this particular game. Who doesn't love a Coors Field over? And for me personally, you see me rocking my Mariners jersey right now. I went to a Mariners game earlier this year, 1-0 game. There was a total of two hits combined. It was sad. It was boring. <laughs> oh, no. And now the Mariners. Oh, Mariners have two of their best players, Taylor Trammell and Kyle Lewis, on the disabled list. I don't like the managers in this game. I'm going with the Rockies money line, and I like the over as well. I got three units on the over, two units on the Rockies money line, fellas.
2: I like it. It's generally yeah. smart to fade us. Generally smart.
1: <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes it's profitable, but but sometimes it's it's pretty smart. So <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. Yes, sir. So let's go on to our next game of the slate. We got tonight at 6.05, the Phillies taking on the Yankees. Uh, This is the fourth match of the season. The Phillies lead the series 2-0. The over-under is split at 1-1. The third game is being played as we record. Again, no line set for this game, but of course, DJ being the baseball wizard that he is, gave us some projected lines here. We got Phillies plus 150, Yankees minus 165, and an over-under of eight and a half. Uh, DJ, what do we got for pitchers and trends for this game?
2: Uh, so it looks like the Phillies pitcher's set. Matt Moore, he's, I've seen it on multiple sites. That's confirmed. Yes, Matt Moore is still alive, if you were wondering. The dude is like a billion years old. I swear he used to melt like 10 years ago for the Rays, but all side notes, uh, I've seen two different pitchers for the Yankees. I've seen Jordan Montgomery, who that is what the line is based off of. And I've also seen this Wojciowski. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I don't think he's ever pitched. It'll be his debut. So if he is pitching, it'll probably be closer to the Yankees favored, like minus 125, maybe, maybe minus 110. It might be closer to a pick'em. Uh, but Montgomery's been on fire this season. So if he is pitching, it is going to be uh, the Yankees heavily favored. Now, as I said, Matt Moore been around for forever. Has rejuvenated his career with um, the Phillies. Here, he's got a zero and one record and a team record of six and one. So he technically doesn't have a win on the year, but when he's pitched, his team is six and one. So very impressive stuff. Uh, he's got a five point six five ERA. On the road, he's got a 4.42 ERA and a team record of four and 0. His most recent starts, he gave up two and four and a third, two and four and a third, and two and four. So he's probably going four innings and he's probably giving up two runs. Just 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 spitballing here. Uh, he faced the Marlins, uh, the Red Sox and the Cubs. So three decent teams. Uh and then for the Yankees, I'm going to go as if Jordan Montgomery's pitching because we don't know anything about this Wojcik guy or Wojcik guy. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's got too many uh, consonants, in a, in, consonants in a row, if that makes sense. I think that's the right words. Uh, but, yeah. So, we're going to go based on Jordan Montgomery, who has been money uh, ERA-wise. He's got a 3-5 and five record with a 4.18 ERA. But at home, he is – with an ER with that's his ERA team record wise. He's 11 and seven on the season and six and three at home. Recently, he's kind of gotten shelled a little bit. He gave up three runs in six innings to the Red Sox. He gave up three runs in six and two thirds innings to the Mariners and three runs in four and a third to the Mets. Uh, Trends. They really haven't faced each other this year. These two teams, I've obviously ALNL, but Matt Moore, this is crazy. Matt Moore historically, his last start against the Yankees was in 2016, so five years ago. But <laughs> Matt Matt Moore is six and three against the Yankees with a four ERA. Uh, so you know he's got a good trend going. Uh, Jordan Montgomery faced the Phillies once in 2020 and he got lit up five runs in four innings. Uh, so quickly, just some team trends. The Phillies are. 47 and 25 this season, 20 and 28 on the road, 14 and 18 against left handed pitching and 5 and 2 in their last seven games. The Yankees 48 and 44 this season, 25 and 23 at home, which is embarrassing. 16 and 16 against left handed pitching and 4 and 3 in their last five. And then over unders here the Phillies 46 and 44 at hitting the over, 24 and 23 at hitting the over on the road. 20 and 12 against lefties at hitting the over the Yanks 41 and 49 at hitting the over 21 and 25 and 17 and 15 against lefties. Uh, so I know both of these teams have paid a lot of dudes, a lot of money, but Kyle, what guys on this
1: field are you watching? You know, for the Phillies, some people would probably say I'd be watching Brace Harper, but honestly, I'm i I like Reese Hoskins. You know, 233 batting average, 20 home runs, and 56 RBIs. And then for the Yankees, I got the guy who's been leading them on all major categories, and that's Aaron Judge. I mean, now that uh, Acuna is out for the year, he's the only guy keeping my fantasy team alive right now. So uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge leads the team in all major categories, the 282 batting average, 21 home runs, and 47 RBIs. So honestly, like, as crazy as it sounds – I think that there's some value in going Philly's money line. So I'm, I, am i am getting some dirty looks by both these fellows, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just, yeah. Philly's money line. Yeah. I mean, this one's tough. Cause if
2: the guy makes his debut, I, I hate betting on guys to make their debut. Cause they either pitch insane or they get lit up. There's no in between. They either give up one run in seven innings or they give up five runs in three innings. Like it's, it's one or the other. There's no like medium star. It just doesn't work that way. Um, So if Jordan Montgomery's pitching, I really like the Yankees. Uh, Matt Moore's decent, but like, he's just lost his stuff a little bit. I think the Yankees are starting to hit. Uh, They're starting to come around. Uh, Now I say that and they'll lose their next seven or something crazy like that. The Red Sox did get to him a little bit, but they also got to the Red Sox a little bit. I think they won two out of three. Um, So, I got to go Yankees here, and I'm banking on Jordan Montgomery pitching. If Jordan Montgomery does not pitch, Matt Moore in the Phillies is the move. Like, it's strictly based on starting pitching. So, drink the juice if uh, Montgomery pitches, and ride the plus money if uh, Montgomery does not pitch. But, Evan, what do you got?
3: So, for me personally, I recently found out that Matt Moore was still pitching in the league. I remember him from his Tampa Bay Rays days, so to see him still pitching the league, I was a bit surprised. And to look at his stats and see that he had an ERA in the in the fours and fives was not surprising to me at all at this stage <laughs> of his career. So as soon as I saw that he was starting for the Phillies and it's at the Yankees, I went with the Yankees here. Uh, just going back to Matt Moore's career with the Rays, back when he was good. He didn't fare very well at Yankee Stadium, ERA in the mid-fours there. Uh, so I personally like the Yankees in this one. They've been hot. Aaron Judge is on a tear. I like the Yankees' run line in this one for me personally. I
2: like it. Yeah, I like when I first saw Matt Moore's, like, first start when I was looking at lines – I was like God. There used to be like a really good pitcher that pitched for the Rays that was named was Matt Moore. Like that's crazy. And then like I dig into it, I'm like, oh no, this is that pitcher. Like he's still alive. Like he went away for like
3: four years, but he's back, baby. <laughs> crazy. Exactly. Yeah, I found out that he uh, spent last year in Japan. That's where that's where he was at, working his way back to MLB. So kudos to him. But uh, unfortunately, just not the Matt Moore of the past. And then, how many I, units I, I are you thinking was- on? one and a half. Sorry. What was that guy? Oh, I got all, I'm, I might as well blow all five of my units on that. I'm, I'm feeling the Yankees big time on this one. What was that no, Kyle? I was just,
1: I was just saying that I didn't realize that he, that he was still pitching until you said it like yeah. just now, I just realized he was, he was still pitching. So that, that was like, when you said it, I'm like, is that who I think it is? And then, then you guys are talking about it. And I'm like, that, that is who I think it is. So that that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I
2: honestly like how I, I mean, the thing is, the MLB really does love lefty left handed pitching and he's a lefty, so they can really extend their careers if they're just decent, which a four year is not awful, but it's manageable just to get a lefty. Uh, the Phillies clearly need it. But yeah, uh, they replaced Jake Arrieta with Matt Moore. I mean, a wash at this point, Ugh.
1: but <laughs> carry on, carry on. All right. Before DJ goes on another rant here, uh, let's go on to our third game of the slate, which is the Twins at the White Sox. That game time is tonight at seven ten Central Time. This is the fifteenth match of the season. The White Sox lead the series eleven to three, with an over under. With the over under is nine and five. Uh. The line is set for the Twins, plus 125, the White Sox, minus 135, and an over-under of nine. So, DJ, while I try to find words again, what do we got for Pitchers and Trends?
2: Yeah, so we got Michael Pineda, uh, been around for a while. Uh, Thank God he got caught with the uh, substances before they started cracking down, Otherwise, he really would have got caught. Uh, But Pineda's really bounced around. I mean, he started with Seattle and was amazing. Uh, and then he went to the Yankees, got caught with the substances, and now he's with the Twins. Uh, record wise this year, though, he's got a three and five record with a 4.11 ERA, a team record of four and three. Uh, Chicago White Sox hitters, man, they, they rake this guy 32 of 97, which is a 330 batting average, 16 runs, six dingers. Uh, Most recent performance, coincidentally enough, he pitched last against the White Sox, and he gave up five runs in five and a third. Uh, He gave up three runs in four innings against the Astros and then two runs in four and a third against the Yankees. Uh, So performance against the White Sox in 2021, uh, like we mentioned his previous start, he gave up five runs in five and a third. And then he played them way back at the beginning of the season, and he gave up three runs in five and a third. Career-wise, he has a five and five record, but he has a three point seven eight ERA, which kind of weird. Uh, and then the under is nine and two when he pitches against the White Sox. Now the White Sox are starting their young gun, Dylan Cease. He has a seven and five record with a four and one home record. Uh, his ERA on the season is four point one five, but at home he has a two point one five ERA. Uh, his team record when he throws is 11 and eight, but when he throws at home, his team record is seven and two. So this dude clearly likes pitching Chicago twins hitters though, do have his number a little bit as they are 25 and 80 on the season, which is a 312 batting average. They've hit five dingers and they've scored 15 runs on him. Uh, his most recent starts, he gave up three runs in five and two thirds to the Astros. He did have 10 strikeouts, um, The second to last start, he gave up two runs in five innings uh, with six strikeouts against the Orioles. Uh, And then he gave up six runs in five and a third innings with eight strikeouts against the Twins. So, I mean, these two guys, the last time they have faced these these teams have gotten lit up. Uh, So 2021 performance for Dylan Cease against the Twins. He gave up, like we said, six runs in five and a third with eight strikeouts. He gave up two runs in six innings uh, with seven and then three runs in five innings with seven career versus the twins. He has a one and three record with an 8.04 ERA. Uh, The over is four and two when he throws against the twins. So his, he has not done well against the twins. Uh, Just some money line trends here. Twins 40 and 54 on the year. Very disappointing. 18 and 29 on the road and three and four in the last seven, the white Sox, exact opposite 57 and 37 this season 34 and 16 at home five and two in the last seven and then some over under trends always a sign of not a good team 56 and 34 hitting the over 29 and 16 on the road whereas the white Sox, who have a good record 46 and 45 at hitting the over and 20 and 28 at home pitching wins games folks and championships uh but yeah, I've done a lot of talking about the lines and these lineups, these lineups, regardless of pitchers, they can hit. I mean, there are hitters on both sides. Kyle, what two hitters do you think are going to make the biggest impact in today's game?
1: You, you, you said it right, DJ. There's the going to be pretty solid in this game, but the hitting is what's going to stand out for me. And for the twins, Nelson Cruz, is the guy you got to watch batting almost 300, 299, with 19 home runs and 49 RBIs. He had a bunch of home runs to start the season. I think he's kind of starting to decline a little bit, but I think after the All-Star break, he might start and pick things up a little bit. And then for the White Sox, we got Jose Abreu at, with a 252 batting average with 17 home runs and 71 RBIs. So for me, for this game, I really like Dylan Cease. He's just such a young pitcher. I think he has so much room for growth, and he's only going to go uphill from here. But right now, he's still fairly solid. I just think that even though he got lit up against the Twins the last time, he's real, real good at pitching at home. And I just think this White Sox team is so much better than this Twins team right now. So that's why I think minus 135 money line for the White Sox is a lot of value to me. So I really like uh, White Sox money line.
2: Kyle, you're preaching my language. I think this line is not as steep as it should be because of his last start against the Twins, and he got lit up. But I do think there's some value. Dylan Cease has been money at home, 2.15 ERA to be exact. And the Twins have just been terrible all year, and no one knows why. Uh, so you got to you gotta ride with uh, the White Sox. But to protect yourself, you got to go a little on the over. I mean, the the trends say it. I mean, we got – historically we got two guys who just, I mean, this year alone have gotten lit up when they face each other. Uh, And so you're going to see, I mean, just from projections of their recent performance, you're going to see six runs in the first five innings Uh, and you double that basically that's 12 runs and it's at nine right now. I mean, I can easily see a four to four, five to five game. uh, And I just, yeah, I think it's going to be back and forth. I think the white Sox will win. Uh, I think the White Sox will score early and often against Pineda, but I definitely think the twins will score uh, as they've lit up seats in the past. I mean, you got a 3, what is it, 312 average versus 330 average. I mean, two teams, and it's a lot of at-bats. It's not 10 at-bats, I mean, we're talking 97 and 80. So, uh, yeah, this, this game's going over. The White Sox are winning. But, Evan, you may have a little bias. You may you let that bias actually let you go the other way as the Twins have just been a disappointment
3: this year. But what are, what are you going with this game, bud? Yeah, you hit it right on the money when you said we're going to let our bias go the other way with this. <laughs> so we know that we got Michael Pignane on the mound for the Twins, got dinged up by the White Sox in his last start. But we, what we didn't talk about is before that, he made a rehab start for the St. Saint Paul Saints, which is our AAA team here in the Twin Cities. He got smoked by the Omaha Storm Chasers. The Kansas City Royals AAA affiliate made it four innings, gave up four runs, wasn't looking good, gave up all four runs in the first inning there. Um, I don't know if his injury still bothering him or if he's just simply not very good at this stage in his career. But, you know, my opinion, I don't believe in him in this game. The White Sox offense is great. I've seen Jose Abreu tear us up over the years. In fact, every every series against the Twins this year, he's hit a home run. So, I expect him to keep that trend here against the Twins uh, this week. Dylan Cease, we know he's exceptional at home. He's a strikeout machine. I like him a lot in this one. I do like the the White Sox money line in this one. I don't know if it's going to go over just because I do believe in Cease to shut down the Twins lineup. Uh, But I do have all five of my units on the White Sox money line in this game.
1: So We got all three of us going at it together. Now, I'm glad – that the St. Saint Paul Saints, by the way, are the AAA team for the Twins because they were in the same division as the Sioux City Explorers. and I mean, they were just killing these uh, just uh, independent, league te- independent teams and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't even close. So I'm glad they went to AAA and got the heck out of the Sioux City Explorers division.
3: Yeah, first year being the AAA team for the Twins. They uh, went to a game earlier this year. It was a lot of fun. Would highly recommend it if you guys ever make your way to the Twin Cities. But unfortunately, in this game that I mentioned, they did get smoked by the Omaha Storm Chasers. Thanks a lot, Pineda. Yeah, the <laughs> White Sox might be fine.
2: I can just picture you going to the game like Pineda's pitching. Like this is gonna be or not? I guess you wouldn't have gone to that game. But anyway, just watch them get lit up. Uh, I actually have been to a uh, St. Saint Paul Saints game this year. I went to the one when they came to Des Moines where I'm bulling right now. So I went to the Cubs and they lit the, lit the Cubs up. Like I, I said before the game, I go, let's go over. We're betting on the over, which obviously you can't bet a minor league game. And I think they dropped like 10 or 11 runs on the, on the the Cubs. And then the Cubs end up scoring like eight. I mean, classic Cubs move to put up eight when you give up 10. So it was, it was a fun game though. A lot of dingers were hit and it was, it was a fun triple
1: A game. I'll say that. Most certainly. So, uh, well, let's go on to the next game of our slate. We got another game tonight at 7-10 between the Indians and the Astros. Uh, this is the seventh match of the season. The Astros lead the series 5-0, the sixth game being played as we record. And the under is 3-1-1. and So just something to note there. Uh, the line right now is set at Indians plus 215. Astros minus 235 and the over under of nine minus 120 trending over DJ. What do we got for pitchers and trends for this game? So the Indians are known for
2: developing good prospects, but Eli Morgan is not one of them. He's got a one and three record with a 7.86 ERA. I mean, the dude has just gotten lit up uh, six and three at home or on the road. He just hasn't been good. Uh, Recent starts for him, he gave up three and five innings to the Athletics, three and five innings to the Astros, and then four and five innings to the Tigers. Just hasn't pitched well. And Lance McCallers has been back to what we thought he used to be. I mean, he's been lighting it up this year. Seven and two record with a 2.8 ERA. Uh, He has a 2.93 ERA at home. Uh, Just been lighting it up. Uh, Recently, he gave up one run in seven innings to the White Sox. Uh, Two runs in seven innings to the Athletics and two runs in five and a third to the Indians. Uh, So he's been doing real well. A recent performance is just that last start I mentioned. McCullers gave up two runs in five and a third innings to the Indians. Uh, Eli Morgan, I guess, actually has pitched against the Astros as he gave up three runs in five innings. Uh, So both of them kind of got touched up a little or not touched up, I guess. Um, But recently they have played each other. Uh, I think, you know, he faced order is he. So no, it wasn't the same matchup, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, very one sided. Uh, just some quick trends here. The Indians 47 and 44 this season, 23 and 25 on the road, 30 and 25 against right handed pitching five and two in their last seven Astros have been rolling 57 and 38 this season, 30 and 19. At home, 35 and 21 against right handed pitching and three and four in their last seven. Some quick overrun, over under trends here 48 and 38 is the Indians at hitting the over, 25 and 22 on the road, 22 and 29 against right handed pitching. And then the Indians 52 and 40 at hitting the over this season, 28 21 on the road, and 31 and 25 against right handed pitching. Um, yeah, most of these, or at least for the Indians, you're generally looking
1: at pitchers, but hitters wise, I mean, who are you looking out for in this game today, Kyle? DJ, I'm looking out for the Jose's in this game for the Indians, Jose Ramirez, 254 batting average in the year with 19 home runs and 52 RBIs. I think if the Indians even want to be like remotely close in this game, I think that's a big time. He needs to have a big time game. And then for the Astros, Jose Altuve, I'm sure he's going to have a pretty solid game against this pitcher with a 272 batting average, 20 home runs, and 55 RBIs. So here's my dilemma with this game. there, There's no way at all that I'd even put any money on the Indians in this game. Like nothing. There's nothing that makes me want to bet anything to do with the Indians. But I don't want to drink a minus 235 juice. Like not even close. So I think the move for sure. There's two, there's two things I think that could be good bets. I really, really like the over in this game because I think the Astros are going to have probably six, seven runs themselves. which means McCullers just has to give up three or four, which he could very easily do. So I really, really like the over in this game, but the line I like more is I really, really like Astros run line. I think that's going to hit. I think they're going to win by three plus. So I really, really like the Astros run line in this game. And you'll have to drink a lot less juice for that.
2: Yeah, Kyle, we must be thinking similar. I don't know if I want to bet the over because I don't think the Indians are scoring. Lance McCullers has been money at home, but I like the Astros team over. I'm assuming it'll be five, maybe even six. But either way, Eli Morgan has been trash. I think the Astros get to him early. I think they put up a ton of runs. I don't like you said, I don't really want to drink the juice. I'll definitely throw the Astros in a parlay there's no way they lose now i say that and then they'll lose because there's baseball and it's 162 games so you lose these games all the time but realistically speaking they play this matchup 10 times the astros are probably winning nine of them uh eli morgan just been trash mccallers has been amazing it's a simple equation so team total over for the astros and then yeah that's i mean you can like i said sprinkle
3: the astros in a parlay for sure but evan buddy what do you got i'm the exact same boat as you guys i love the the Astros run line in this one. Here's what we know about Eli Morgan, rookie pitcher, making his seventh career start, loves giving up home runs. We got the Houston Astros. We got the, one of the best offenses in the whole MLB. I don't really like the over in this one myself, just because I do like Lance McCullers. He's coming off a great start against the White Sox. I thought Lance McCullers was washed up, but he's having a great year. I like him to keep dominating this one. I'm putting all five of my units on the Astros run line. So, that's kind of just the way this one goes. I don't like Eli Morgan. Don't love the Indians either. So,
2: I was in that same boat. I definitely thought McCullers was washed up. I was just like, he got injured. He was in and out. He never really pitched consistently. And then he just lightened it up this year. Just I unbelievable.
1: He's been real good.
2: Yeah. Back to his old set. Like, it, right. Yeah. Sorry, did you <laughs> no, yeah, no, not much to say. Not much to say. He's been real good. That, that's all we need to say.
1: Fair enough. All right. Well, let's go to the last game of our slate today for the pick em. We got tonight at 9:10 p.m. Central Time. We have the Giants taking on the Dodgers. Dodgers lead the series six to four with the 12th match of the season, the 11th game being played as we record, and the over is six and four. In this matchup, the line right now is set at the Dodgers being favored minus 175, the Giants at plus 160 and an over under of eight and a half. Uh, DJ, what do we got for uh, starting pitchers and trends for this game? We got Logan Webb going for the Giants. He
2: has a four and three record uh, with an eight and three team record and a 3.6 ERA. Uh, most notably, his last three starts, he has a 1.5 ERA. But on the road, he does have a 4.76 ERA. Uh, recent performances for him, he gave up one run in four innings against the Cards, gave up no runs in three innings against the Nationals, and then one run in two innings against the Dodgers, uh, who's he's facing tonight. Julio Urias has been... Right on par with what we would expect this season, doing pretty well. 12 and 3 record, uh, 3.78 ERA on the season. He does have a 4.27 ERA at home, but he still has a 6 and 2 team record at home. So, still getting wins. Uh, Last three starts, he has a 2.89 ERA. I gave up four runs in five and two thirds innings against Colorado. Of course, I bet on them the night before they lose. I don't bet on them the second night when they're plus a billion and they went. So it is what it is. Uh, but my, then he gave up one run in seven innings to the Miami Marlins and then one run in six innings to the nationals uh, and then performance that each just faced each other. I guess Julio the has faced uh, the, the giants twice. So he gave up six runs in five innings the last time he faced them. But he gave up two runs in six innings the second to last time. Uh, And then, like I said, Logan Webb just faced the Dodgers three starts ago and gave up one in five innings. Uh, So they've both had some recent performance. And then some money line trends here. The Giants 59, a surprising 59 and 34 this season, 29 and 21 on the road. And 16 and 12 against lefties. They are 5 and 2 in their last seven. Uh, And the Dodgers, typical 58 and 37 this season, 30 and 15 at home, 41 and 26 against right handed pitching. And then over unders, the Giants, 44 and 47 at hitting the over, 22 and 27 on the road, and 13 and 15 against left handed pitching. And the Dodgers, 46 and 45 at hitting the over, 21 and 21 at home and 35-28 and 28 on, or I guess right hand pitching. Uh, I know the Dodgers have like a billion players you could choose, but I'm excited to see who you choose for the Giants. So, Kyle, who are you looking out for in this game?
1: Uh, for me, DJ, for the Giants, I got to go with the guy who's leading the Giants in all three major categories, and that's Brandon Crawford. He's got to have a really solid game against Julio Urias. and I mean, he's had a really good season so far with a 286 batting average 18 home runs and 58 RBIs. And then for the Dodgers, I like Max Muncy with a 275 batting average, 22 home runs and 58 RBIs. Like you said, there are so many people to choose from. I just think Muncy is going to be the the X factor. So for me, I'm feeling risky when it comes to this game. Now, my pick, I'm I'm sure uh, both DJ and Evan are going to be kind of shocked with. I'm sure people at home are going to be kind of shocked with just for how good this these two teams are. I really really like Julio Urias. I think he's been really, really solid all year. So I'm actually going to take Dodgers run line.
2: Wow. I am surprised, Kyle. I am very surprised. So I I do think there's some value in the Giants plus 160. Uh, Logan Webb just showed he can compete with the Dodgers. I'm I'm not saying he wins, but I think it's closer to 50-50. Uh, two good pitchers, Logan Webb and Julio Urias, and the fact that Julio Urias is worse at home, like ERA-wise, kind of scares me a little bit. Like, I want my pitchers to be better at home, 100%. I know you want a road warrior, but I want a dude who can win at home for sure, uh, and so I don't like that about him. Also, uh, the Giants were like 15-12 and 12 against lefties this year, which is a positive record, uh, so I they I think they can hit lefties. Uh, my thing is, plus 160 seems like a lot for a matchup they'll win four out of ten times, like easily. Maybe it might be closer to five out of five. So historically, the Giants, I think they're three and two at the Dodgers this season. Maybe it's a little, maybe that's all. I know they've won more than they've lost at the Dodgers. Uh, they've been a surprise team, but I, I like the plus money here. So I, I got to roll with the Giants plus money. But to cover myself in that same parlay, I have the Astros. I will throw the Dodgers in that. And that way, I guarantee a win there basically, after my rest of my parlay hits. I mean, it's a risky move, but it's a way to double account. You you bet on the Giants, you parlay with the Dodgers. Simple. All right, Evan. Last one. Wrap it up, buddy. What do
3: you got? Yes, sir. In this game, what I really like about it, we've got two really solid pitchers going in this game with Webb and Arias. I like this game. It's a nice slow game to put me to bed. It's going to be an under game fellas that's what i'm feeling about this one i've got a parlay i've got no runs first inning giants money line and the under for me that's my parlay all five units it's going to be a good pitcher's duel to put me to bed i like the giants on the road in this one we already know that logan webb has fared well against the dodgers earlier this year and they've proven that they can win at dodger stadium so i like the giants in this one we're going to roll at this parlay and hopefully when i wake up on thursday morning I will see that the under is cashed. So DJ, not only is he, the
1: first guest we had on it, does a, a parlay. He's doing a three leg parlay. He's putting all five units on it. He could lose the rest of his four games and still be in the top eight. If, if his parlay hits.
2: he's taking the giants at plus money. He's taking no runs first inning and the under, I mean, this parlay is going to be plus a ton, like, for five units, you are 100% right, Kyle. He can literally lose all of his bets and be close to making our lead A. If he hits, if he goes 5-0, and 0, this dude is going to be so far above anybody else that he's just going to be on top of the mountain. He's going to be able to brag to soup. I mean, it's it's over. It's Evan's
3: world, and we're just living in it if this parlay hits. That's what we're hoping for. If I can get ahead of soup in the standings, I'll never let him live it down. <laughs>
1: i'm
2: pulling alex
3: long doesn't let him live it down
2: yeah no alex always lets him know um i the only thing i don't like is you bet against the mariners yet you're wearing the mariners jersey it seems a little bad juju uh, but i did bet against the twins and i'm
3: wearing my joe mauer jersey so what do i know i was planning on wearing i got a nice lebron Cavs jersey but unfortunately i was just pressed for time before the interview i was wearing the mariners jersey because it matched the shoes i was wearing today and didn't get to change so it is what it is. I hate it I against the Mariners, but they did me wrong earlier when I went all the way out to Seattle and they hit the ball one time.
2: I respect the logic. I respect the logic. It's there. But, no, this has been a super fun time having you on. Like I said, they have been, been dropping the ball a little bit, but I was like, I got to get Evan on, and we got him on. And, it, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the bets roll. Uh, as you guys know, the bets are not finalized until lines officially come out tomorrow for some of those games. So Evan will get a chance to change his bets. I doubt he will, but he does get a chance. Um, so, yeah, no, it's fun having
3: you on, man. And I hope, you, I hope your bets go well. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And before I go, make sure if you listen to the interview, you follow my Instagram, at MNSneakerGuy. I try to come on there with some good content, some jokes if I can. So make sure you hit that up. Follow my boy, Soup, at Campbell D. Josh. Follow my boy, Toast. I don't know what handle he's repping these days. He's always going to retirement and coming back out, <laughs> now coming back, who knows, but you'll know him when you see him on there make sure you hit him with a follow as well. Those are my boys. So appreciate you guys having me on those. It's been fun.
2: For sure. Yes, sir. All right, Kyle,
1: any last promotions we got for wrapping up the show? Yeah, we got a few here, DJ. So, uh, Follow our website, www.codesportscappers.com. We got daily articles coming out for gambling purposes. We got our man, Dan, who's doing a lot of soccer articles. I'm not a big soccer better myself, but just reading his articles kind of make me want to get in the swing of things here. So definitely check out his articles and pace and B-Russ and a bunch of cappers are getting ready for the college bas the college football season. So check out the website for some articles there. Uh, follow our Twitter handle at feud gambling, me and DJ post. Five picks a day, including our mortal lock once a week. So be sure to check that out. Uh, we will not be having a podcast next Wednesday. I am going up to Lake Okaboji with my girlfriend and her family. So DJ is taking the week, the week off. So we're, we we earned a, a, a break, though, DJ. Absolutely, we did. After
2: 24 episodes, in honor of Kobe, we are taking the 25th week off. And we will be back for episode 25 in week 26. And you see what I'm doing there? Took a week off, honor Kobe. R.I.P. Kobe.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, be sure to listen to Pace and Brandon's podcast, the Mount Lockmore podcast, the OG podcast of the Dakota Sports Gambling Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, DJ and his friends, uh, Alex Long and Jacob Thompson, have a podcast, the High and Inside podcast, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As we always say, that is like a rated gambling feud podcast basically it's a lot of fun to listen to but like i said definitely r-rated uh be sure to also follow all the other cappers on social media at Coda capper pace at brust 35 at pumba cakes at campbell d josh at dan angle 11 at bread bread zero and then our specific twitters as always you can find me on twitter at comb Dog, and dj wrap it up for us as
2: always, you can find me on Twitter at DJLO4422. Thank you for joining us for episode 24. Happy to have you listening. Tune in in two weeks, and we will be back with another guest picker and another electric show.
0: Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Game of you Partner with. Call Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets, hitting bets, hitting checks, hitting checks, breaking necks, necks, I bet, I said some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on locks on, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I'll need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, knocking like my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. On, locks. Unlocks, on unlocks, on unlocks on Unlocks, I don't need the keys when are knocking the locks Getting them wagers Lock on my pace we doing it major LA Lakers